Welcome to the spotlight, the spotlight. No, no, no commercials in the spotlight, the spotlight. We get personal in the spotlight, the spotlight. Hey, welcome to the spotlight series. My name Nutty, yeah, he take it serious. We wanna know about your life and where you came from. What's your story? Tell us where you got your name from. Where you started, when you gon' finish, when the game done. A lot of characters in this movie, you the main one. Hey, welcome to the spotlight, the spotlight. Hey, welcome to the spotlight, the spotlight. This the spotlight series. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the spotlight, the spotlight. No commercials in the spotlight, the spotlight. We get personal in the spotlight, the spotlight. This the spotlight series. What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the South Harmon Spotlight. This is going to be episode 12, and tonight I'm joined by one Grant Gillen, social media content manager over at IDP Guys, kind of a jack of all trades and a very, very interesting story, and one that I would not be able to have or talk to right now if it wasn't for our guy Fizzle. So if you remember a couple episodes ago, Fizzle, our social media content man, the man, <laughs> he knows Grant hooked me and Grant up, and um, I'm kind of excited. Meet somebody new, talk a little bit about it, and IDP, oh baby, let's go. What's going on, Grant? Oh, not too much. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, I do want to uh, say thanks to Fizzle. I met him at the Expo. Great guy. Great story, especially at the Expo with Des Bryant. That was that was so cool. It was uh, The Expo was a highlight for uh, for just about everybody at South Harmon, right? Getting to meet uh, so many of our uh, our patrons in person and then getting to meet Fizzle and it was all uh it was all uphill or downhill i don't know whatever one's better <laughs> from the moment we met we had such a good time such a fun weekend and got to meet such incredible people and uh for anybody who's listened to this podcast for a while they they know the the whole reason i started was the fantasy expo right you just meet so many cool people and you get to talk to them and you always say that you're going to collab and link up and then real life hits you but not here not on the south harman spotlight series so grant you kind of have an interesting job. What what goes into being the uh, the social media content manager at IDP guys? Like, what is your uh, what's your day to day? What are your responsibilities? What do you what do you bring? Pretty much stays in the back, other than a couple couple videos here and there. But uh, I I do our video editing. I will throw it up on YouTube, get it ready uh, as far as the search search engine optimization, um, so that way we're getting the. Op, uh, optimal amount of views to uh, start growing our channel. Uh, we hit our first milestone of monetization uh, just last week, and we're coming up on our final uh, milestone to fu- be fully monetized on our YouTube channel. So pretty exciting stuff over at the IDP guys. Oh, that's a, that's a huge step. I remember when we hit it, I want to say maybe in February, somewhere around there, February, uh, March. Such a big thing, right? And you got uh, you got big milestones that you got to hit to get there. So congrats oh, to yeah. you guys. Congrats Thanks. to you for running it, doing the SEO. Uh, I I know all about that SEO, man. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm the sole responsible uh, person over at South Armand for all the SEO, and it can get kind of monotonous, can it? <laughs> yeah. So AI is making this a lot easier now um, with Chat GPT and uh, other uh, AI softwares are. Making that a lot easier, creating thumbnails, writing descriptions, finding the best uh, titles and whatnot. So it, it's come a long way, and it, it, it really is making it easier on us. 
That is uh, that is interesting too. Something that we haven't integrated at all. I know uh, if Adam listens to this, yeah, I'm not going to reach out and tell him because I don't want to make his life any easier than it needs to be. But he handles all the thumbnails, and uh, he's he's really good at them. But uh, you know, I'm sure he'll take the easy way out, right? Like if you get a little AI to help him out there. Absolutely. Why not? And that's what it's there for. Uh, we'll find out if he listens to it. Uh, ain't nobody say nothing to him. Okay, just see. Um, Tell him you can reach out to me. I'll help him. <laughs> See how much he's paying attention. Uh, it's good. So how did you get into fantasy football in the first place? Like how, when did that journey start for you where you're like fantasy football? I know a lot of people started with fantasy baseball. Uh, what was it for you? No, it's, it's been football. Um, well, it goes way back to childhood. Uh, my dad's been running a at home league since I was real little. And I just remember all the guys coming over, bringing food and all that. And I would just sit down there listen listen to him the draft and it would it would literally take hours because it at the right. handwritten uh and then that went on for years and years uh finally did my first league in high school uh you know your typical 10 me 10 man league nobody nobody cares one so, qb yeah yeah by the time you get into week six week seven the top or the bottom three or four stop caring and yeah so it, that sucked. I, I, then I got out of it for a little bit in college. Um, I, I was a swimmer, so that, that was taking up most of my time. And then after college, got back into it with a, a 1QB PPR redraft league. And then my dad actually bought into IDP guys as a partial owner, and they needed somebody to help run their social media. And he's like, hey, do you want to do this? So that's how I got in touch with Nate. And then uh, that, this is going on my third season now. So now I'm in the IDP world, Scott Fishbowl, and all that. That's um, incredible. Incredible. Yeah. You said you swam in college. What, are you a big swimmer your whole life? Yeah, uh, I swam through elementary school. Then I switched to basketball, seventh and eighth grade. Uh, went to go try out for my freshman year. Um, and my, so backstory on this, my dad was a varsity basketball coach at the high, local high school that we went to. And uh, he told the freshman coach, cut him. So <laughs> get rid of him. Yeah. So he cut me. I went back to the went back to the pool, swam all through high school. Uh, got a really nice scholarship to go swim at the, the Division two level in the NCAA. Um, swam there for four years. Had a great time. Top two top twenty five teams. Our first uh, undefeated team in school history. So it, it was a journey. It was it was a fun one at that. Man, that's incredible. We actually do have something in common, though. I mean, it would, you wouldn't know it from looking at me now, but right up until about sophomore year of high school, I was a very highly competitive swimmer. Okay. Uh, when I was actually out in Montana, it was so funny when I lived out there. Uh, so this would have been like my seventh grade year. Uh, Dad used to drive me like three and a half hours to these swim meets out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and sit there for hours just to watch right. you swim, what, yeah, 30 it, seconds to a minute? Yeah, and then they're all they're like all weekend events, like yeah. two day events. So then we we had a tent, and you know you like camp out <laughs> next oh, yeah. to the swimming pool. Oh, it was crazy, but yeah. uh, I was very very into swimming when I was young. Pretty good. Well, at it. What, I, was, what was your uh, what was your your stroke of choice? So I in college I was a hundred and two hundred breaststroker, and then after that I could swim anything from a hundred to the mile, um, wherever oh. they needed me. So, but after college I ended up being a head coach at our at my alma mater uh, for four years and then stepped, stepped away from that and then went back to my college 
and became a recruiting coordinator for one one season before COVID took that job. So I was traveling all over northeastern Ohio recruiting kids to come come to our school to swim. So that that was the best job. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. You get to do something that you uh, you got a passion for. <laughs> oh yeah, be a recruiter. Yeah. That's awesome. No, I used to I used to absolutely adore swimming. It was just once you got to high school. Uh, I didn't end up being like six four, six five, six six, and you know everybody else just got taller and faster. And if you're only six foot, you're a little bit of yeah. a disadvantage. Yeah. Right? What would you end up swimming? Uh, I was a freestyle and butterfly guy. Okay. <laughs> so I hated backstroke and I could not do breaststroke to save my life. So <laughs> they put me in one IM, one individual medley, and I hated yeah. it. It was the yeah. worst thing ever. Man, I hate the four hundred IM. I'll do the two hundred IM any day. But once I got into the 400 IM, I, I, I struggled with butterfly uh, backstroke ca- as well. I kept so once, it, I into, once I got into that back half of that race, it was mine. I kept, I kept everything I did at 100. Right? <laughs> we, we don't go past 100 just like when I ran track, okay? I'm a sprinter. <laughs> yeah, I, I ran track and cross country as well. I was a distance kid, so mile, two mile at most track meets. No endurance for me. None <laughs> at all. Well, Adam's gonna love if he if he listens to it. He he was a big basketball player. He played at the uh, the D two level as well, kind of all over the place. Played a little bit in the Dominican uh, professionally okay. as well. So that's awesome. He can still ball a little bit. I, I've seen him there at the uh, the expo when I come up and stay with him. We hit the court up a few times. <laughs> He's still got a jumper. <laughs> you still uh, you still mess around, and play a little basketball every now and then. Uh, I just don't have time anymore. I feel uh, that. You know what? It, it was my favorite sport growing up. Favorite. Even through high school swimming, you know, I, I would rather go play basketball, played intramurals in college um, until coach found out and he said, <laughs> no more of that until you graduate. So <laughs> you're on that scholarship. You can't get hurt. Exactly. <laughs> if you can get hurt. It better be in the pool. <laughs> exactly. And funny story is we, we um, ended up putting a team of swimmers in one year and we ended up beating the football team in uh, overtime in intramural basketball. And we're just a bunch of, you know, you know, swimmers. You're not you're not supposed to be good at anything on land other than maybe ultimate frisbee. But right. uh, to come out and beat the, the the football team was it was fun. But they weren't they weren't happy with us. <laughs> I bet. I bet. So how did you how did you end up getting into IDP? Did you did it start when you actually signed on at IDP guys, or was it uh, did you play in a few leagues beforehand, or just kind of like hey, there's a there's a fantasy football format where. It's not just offense, okay? Yeah. We, we we count tackles and interceptions and sacks and all that fun stuff. So I, I had a little inkling about it um, just because my dad, he, he was a big IDP player uh, for the past few years. Um, and then when I got, when I was hired with uh, IDP guys, they find, that's when I finally got into IDP. They, they made a league just for me and my dad when we came on board because we were a little too late for that IDP inv- invitational. So that was our first, uh, well, my first time playing IDP. And I was like, this is fun. I don't want to go back to playing too many just offensive uh, fantasy leagues. That's incredible. Uh, Adam and I just started up our first, like, true IDP league. <clears throat> just uh, we, we did one last year. Uh, we were horrible at it. A dynasty IDP league, absolutely disgusting. It's also a big C2C league. I had no idea what the hell I was doing, so I'm like, Adam, during the startup, we're just not drafting IDP guys, all right? Like, we get to round 20, I'll think about it, and I'll just see, you know, what their names are. But this year, I really wanted to dive into it. So we made an IDP league where it's 
start 12 on offense, start 13 on defense, like 65-man rosters, and the scoring. I didn't want the generic. You know, you always hear about the 1-2-3 scoring mm-hmm. for IDP, and I never really understood what that mean, but it just sounded bland, right? Like ABC, 1-2-3, I didn't want to do anything like that. So started messing around with the settings, and all of a sudden you got these defensive ends, these outside linebackers scoring as much as the best quarterbacks in the league on a per-game basis. And I'm like, this is actually seems like it'll be interesting. And uh, the first seven weeks of the season, eight weeks of the season, have not disappointed, especially when you get like 126 points from a Khalil Mack six-sack game and you're just as excited <laughs> to see a sack as you are a deep touchdown pass. That's one great thing about IDP. There's, there is no typical scoring everybody has their own you can play three idp men leagues or you can play uh, for instance the the idp invite i'm in it's 11 v 11 so perfect it's it's fun and not every league's the same scoring so it, it makes you think a little bit more i think the one thing that helped us out this year was uh we 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 got the warp tool and our warp tool does feature idp so we're able to see it by a league by league basis and actually see how important like how many wins per game essentially certain players would uh would provide you compared to the offense and it just warmed my heart that we got the scoring settings just right where tj watt to the first how many weeks is by far and away the best player that you could own in this league right you think patrick mahomes you think all these guys and there I was sitting in the startup draft, and I'm like, I made these settings. Like, all these people taking quarterbacks, like it's a super flex league. Yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, maybe I go defense, huh? You know, TJ Watt, Miles Garrett? This sounds like a good start. <laughs> so what, what do you think about kickers? I, if I remember correctly, listen to some of them, you, you don't care about kickers. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> kickers and generic defenses should be gone forever. Kickers are people, too. Defense, I, team defense, get rid of it. But people... Kickers are people too, so uh, listen. They, I can get, I could get by the hiding the kickers if we could also add punters because then punters are people too, right? That, we could figure would, out a way to score aggressively that, on that punters would be cool. on sleeper. Like maybe within the twenty, within the ten, you score them that way. Right. Or that that, right. that would be cool. Let's make it top to bottom exciting, right? Let's like I wanna, do it. Yeah, I want to get mad at uh, Scott Hansen when he when he cuts <laughs> away from punts on fourth down. Like yeah. I gotta see that. Where'd that land? Fair catch <laughs> one point. <laughs> Oh, that's a touchback. That's negative two. This, <laughs> ugh, dang it. When you got it blocked, that's horrible. So, yeah, I think there's a there's a fantasy way that we'll we'll have in the in the future. But if I'm going to include kickers, I better get some putter points too, right? A- absolutely. I, I'm I'm in agreement with you on on that one. So three years now at IDP, guys. What are like some of the uh, the advice that you have for uh, for people looking to get into IDP? Because it still is kind of kind of niche. Um, I really enjoy it, and I think it's kind of why well, we're only playing with certain amount of people, right? Like I really enjoy this league because I do get excited watching football, knowing that I have this league to to see a Max Crosby sack, to see somebody get an interception, right? Uh, most of the time, uh, in normal fantasy leagues, you go, "Oh, come oh, on, <laughs> come on, block that guy!" Like I need my quarterback to throw. What are we doing? <laughs> and honestly, that's one of the biggest questions that we had at the expo this year was how do you how do you convince somebody to make this league IDP, or how how do we convince somebody to start a new IDP league? And honestly, start with two or i'm sorry three to six idp players get your feet wet and then you can start expanding on your idp unlike you you jump into 13 let's go but hey everybody's got their their own speed that they they gotta uh try new things at so just just start minimum three six and then jump up to 11 
Do you think it's a situation in the future we might get some IDP on, on the college side? I know this is probably relying on uh, fan tracks and scoring you know, tackles and everything else, but uh, you know what? I I'm I can't answer that. Um, oh. Outside of Ohio State, that's the only only uh, college football I really watch. Well, I I can definitely tell you this: uh, IDP guys. Uh, people who do IDP in the space have definitely opened my eyes to wanting to play more IDP. Uh, let me be that voice of reason, too, to, to tell you that even if you're not into college, playing in a C2C league is something different where you actually get excited about uh, Daquan Finn. <laughs> right? you, know, you know what? I, uh, I always have to give those C2C people a lot of credit because I don't know how they have time to focus on college, their college team and their uh, um, their NFL team. I, I hardly have time to focus on my NFL rosters. <laughs> <laughs> well, for for us, at least for me and Adam, best ball has become the way of life, right? There's only a handful of lineup leagues just for time constraints and, uh, you know, in the space, just doing what you guys do. I mean, if you have a content load, any any kind, even even editing the content, doing the SEO, it takes up so much time and especially on Sundays. No lineups for me. <laughs> Good. Pass. We'll do best ball. I'll do all the waivers and trades during the season, but that's, you know, that's at your own pace, right? You can do that yeah. on the on the toilet. You don't need to have it done by a certain set time. So Yeah, I, I actually don't even have a best ball league that I'm in. Um, I, ca- I cap my leagues off at four uh, total. I know that's not a lot compared to a lot of people, but um, it's what I have time for and it's what I enjoy. If I had to do any more, I think I'd be driving myself crazy because I'm a numbers guy. And once I start digging into those numbers, I, I'm there for hours. I love it. I, I think we could get it set up right where we could get a, I get the, uh, the six best I can on South Harmon side. We'll set up one of these crazy IDP best ball leagues. We'll get the six best from the IDP and we'll see if we can go ahead. And <laughs> hey, that, that would be, that'd be a lot of fun right there. So we, we get the advantage of knowing best ball. You guys get the advantage of knowing defensive players. Oh, oh yeah. IDP. I mean, we, we have guys on our staff that are like best ball all, all the way. Uh, Dynasty yeah. Santa, Steve Tomas, and um, he's he's a big proponent of best ball um, just because you never know when somebody on your bench is going to go off. And why why should you sit sit there and on Sunday morning trying to figure out, should I play him or should I play him? Why, when if he goes off, he should have just automatically been in your roster. I get it, but I don't know. I think that takes away some of the fun of fantasy football because a lot of fantasy football is a lot of luck as well. So let me ask you then: you do a you do a lot of social media stuff a lot. You said a little bit more behind the scenes. Uh, do you enjoy being behind the scenes, or do you occasionally like to step into the limelight or the spotlight, as I guess we would say here? No, I, I do like jumping out in front of the camera. Uh, I not so much this year, but I last year and the year before, prior, I was doing a lot of the start sit shows on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. uh, hosting those live uh, Sunday morning. So, I every now and then I will get out in front of the camera. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was on our rankings show, but uh, my strength is not talking fantasy football, especially IDP. So, um, if if I can stay behind the camera, I will. But every now and then, I I get that. A uh, little bit of itch to get out in front. You're really good at it. You're really good at it. Right? <laughs> the nervousness isn't there. I know uh, when I first started out, it was absolutely horrendous. Uh, 
<laughs> just talking about. But here's the thing for me, it's always been awesome because I've had a partner to do it with, right? I get to do it with Adam and you have somebody else that you get along with really well. And it's just like you're talking to your best friend over and over again. And anytime you step out into the solo scene, ooh, that's a that's yeah, a scary I, place. I, I can't do the solo, th- solo scene. I, I keep stumbling over my words or it's like, oh, man, that wasn't a good scene. Gosh you know um so once i get somebody that i can just like bounce off constantly it makes it a lot a lot easier and uh time goes by a lot faster um we'll be in a show and it'll be like oh this is a two and a half hour mark uh time to wrap this up <laughs> time to go time to go well, if you had to pick uh your favorite format to play fantasy football in like starting from scratch you know whether it's redraft dynasty uh, best ball, uh, if you include an IDP, I think you're contractually obliged to include IDP at this point. I think, I think at this point I am. Um, I, I like our, I like how our IDP invited to set up. It's a uh, super flex. Um, and we don't have a set number at each position that we need to have. So you can start one quarterback or you can start two quarterbacks. Um, same with running backs. You can start two to four. Um, you can start one defensive lineman at minimum. Uh, you can start two to four safeties, I believe, two to four cornerbacks, you know. So you you have a little bit of flexibility with how you want to set up that team, how you mm-hmm. want to draft that team. And I, I don't know if I would change it any other way um, other than maybe, Nate, if you're listening to this, let's add some fab to our waiver wire. Um, oh, does it still go by waiver priority? Yeah, yeah. Oh, come on, Nate. <laughs> come on, Nate. We we got to do Fab. Fab yeah. Fab's the way. <laughs> and, and I wish we had IR. We, our our bench is real small for such a big oh. uh for such a big roster. So if you get somebody hurt and you don't want to let them go, you better figure out how to make some room. Oh, that's horrible. That's horrible. Come on, <laughs> we can do better than this. <laughs> so Nate, if you're listening, that, those are the two changes I want to make for next year. Absolutely. Is that a is that a redraft or is that a, a dynasty it, league? It is, it is a redraft league. So every single year you're just throwing them all back and we start oh, fresh. Yeah. 30 rounds and a three or four hour clock each one. So similar to Scott Fishbowl. Do you do any IDP dynasty? I do not. No, I actually don't. So here's my thought on dynasty. Um, I, I prefer throw them all back and let's redo it every year. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to think about my moves that are going to take effect in the next two to three seasons. I, I, I want to do right now and uh, anything that can have an effect. I want it now. Um, not very patient person, I guess, in that aspect. But for instance, um, two seasons ago, I picked up uh, Amon Ross St. Brown on a waiver wire and that won me my championship. So I, that's that's what I like to do. Well, the good thing about Dynasty is even if you have a redraft mindset to it, right, you can come in and just try to compete every single year. Now, eventually, you end up like the New Orleans Saints where you have no draft capital, (laughs) no real future, and you're looking at a horrible rebuild, but that's the way it goes, which is also kind of nice, though. Dynasty gives you that that aspect because a lot of people will really just look at age to be the determining factor, and those people who can really have that redraft mindset can build some crazy – one two season contenders that are almost impossible to stop and the other guys just seem fine with it because they're like oh i'll get your draft picks in 2025 (laughs) i mean it it would make the offseason a lot more interesting i guess you would say um because it's it's all year then um as a redraft you know 
once football season's over, actually the rec- regular season, there's no more fantasy football uh, for the playoffs. So you, you better you better be finding a new format to uh, uh, take up your time. I guess you would say. I think that's probably the best thing. Like my my biggest uh, my biggest sales pitch on Dynasty leagues is year round. You don't have that off season. You just get to look and you go, okay, who's the rookies coming in? And for the IDP landscape, at least for me being an Iowa fan, would have been really nice to see what the uh, the dynasty value of of Jack Campbell was going to be, what the dynasty value of Lucas Van Ness was going to be. You know, a couple of Iowa guys coming oh, yeah. in. So yeah, we already get to see my awesome uh, Sammy Laporta, Sammy Ball game. <laughs> That's I the mean, guy right there. Over there is TEU for you guys. It is, it is. I don't know if you can see, uh, this is an audio-only podcast, but you can see this poster or this uh, this uh, canvas back here. Adam had it made up for me, so it's okay. got tight in you. Noah Fant, uh, TJ Hawkinson, George Kittle on it. Uh, the only thing he's really missing now is we got to get one that's updated with Sam LaFord <laughs> on it. We need the, the foursome, not just the yeah, threesome. Yeah. <laughs> I so I was love- wondering if you're an Iowa fan or an Iowa, Hawkeyes fan, or an Iowa State fan. Um- uh, don't say that second word there. <laughs> We, we don't uh, acknowledge actually, them. Uh, Campbell, the head coach over Iowa State, he he went to my alma mater. Uh, his his brother was the athletic director when I was over there coaching. So it okay. was really it was really cool to have that kind of connection um, to see Brock Purdy come out. And it was like, oh man, I was watching you come up. <laughs> Never thought you'd be an NFL quarterback like he is now, but. Oh yeah, well he he's barely holding on. So congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Three Just weeks get Debo in a row back. That's, that's all they're saying, right? Just Debo. <laughs> that's what he needs. And Trent Williams. <laughs> and the ability to not throw interceptions. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I was at the Browns game when they missed that field goal. Place was nuts. I believe it. So you a big Browns fan in the I'm NFL too? I'm a huge too? Browns fan. Anything Ohio. I mean, raised by Steelers fans, though. So That's so weird, man. Adam, yeah. Adam's the same way his dad's a, uh, a Steelers fan. So... I don't know how Adam became a Browns fan. His dad's a Steelers fan, but it is what it is. <laughs> you know what? I think it's uh, Ohio sports. It just truly fits the Ohio personality where it's blue collar. Um, might not be very, very out there busting their ass over and over, even though it leads to misery. I mean, I, I know when the Cavs won the 2016 NBA Finals, I cried. I believe that. I, I cried. That. Yeah. I, went to the parade, but... Yeah, it was. It's probably one of my best sports memories. Well, at some point, right, the despair sets in. Being, uh, you know, I mean, you're a Browns fan now, but if you put yourself in the Cavs fan, I can relate. Being an Eagles fan and just being so close so many times, and eventually, you just you accept the fact this is never happening. We're we're never gonna win one. <laughs> I'm gonna be a fan of this team forever, and I will never see a championship in my lifetime. And then when it does happen, you you almost can't believe it. Like, holy yeah. cow! Yeah, <laughs> we actually won one. It had to be even greater for you, right? There, down what three one in that series? Down three one, and uh, luckily Clay Thompson poked the bear of LeBron James, and the, <laughs> the local kid brought brought up brought the Cavs all the way back to winning seven. All right, I gotta ask you that since you're a Cavs fan, he brought you a title. Who's the goat, LeBron I mean, or MJ? Still, still MJ to me. Um, Damn it! I uh, thought see, I'd get it. I thought I'd get it. <laughs> no, see, I'm I'm not one of those fans that will jump teams just because somebody else, uh, like LeBron, went to Miami. I'm not going to jump to Miami, and I'm right. not going to jump to LA. So when he was when he was on the Cavs, man, I loved you. 
um, when, once you went down there, uh, you're still a great athlete, but you're not somebody I want to root for now. Like, <laughs> I, I can I understand that's that. the old school. That's the old school mentality, I guess. If you would have asked me when uh, T.O. was on the Eagles, he was the greatest wide receiver ever. And then the minute he went to Dallas. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'd, I'm, I was the same way. When when LeBron was on the Cavs, you know, I I was he, – he's the greatest. Uh, funny story was um, when, when he made the announcement that he's coming back to Cleveland, uh, I actually wore my LeBron James jersey to a swim meet that summer. <laughs> and everybody's like, why are you wearing your LeBron jersey? Because it was literally an hour before he announced his ret- – uh, an hour after he announced his return. I was like, he's coming back home. He's coming back home. You didn't hear? I didn't burn this one when he left. <laughs> <laughs> I kept it. Kept the it. Only, thing, only thing I got rid of was my fat head. I had a big fat head of LeBron James in my bedroom at the time. And when he left, I was like, this is coming down. We're done. So is it all uh, all Cleveland sports? Are you a fan of the uh, the Guardians, too, in baseball, if you watch any baseball? I'm not yeah, a huge I'm, baseball guy. but not, I used to be a huge baseball fan. Um, but the game just is changing too much but with the pitch clock, all, all that, bigger bases. And it's like... Biggest issue with me is uh, teams like the Yankees and the Dodgers. You can just go out and buy whoever you want to go win a championship, and then they got to develop. So it, it, at what point does the MLB say, okay, we need to be more like the NFL and have a salary cap? But it's never going to happen. So how many leagues would you say then you play in for fantasy every single year? Like what's your, your league workload, your league schedule? <laughs> Um, I, 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 I cap it off at four, um, with two slow drafts and then two, um, just one over ESPN and then one, one's in person. We go to a local bar in downtown Canton, um, called milestone. Um, I don't, I don't know if you guys ever walked past it when you were at the expo or not. Uh, I thought for sure you were going to say George's. Oh, I thought man. for sure you were going to say George's. <laughs> so. Speaking of George's, uh, <laughs> that's the spot, man. I thought you were going to oh, say this. It is. Two years ago, I took I took a couple of the guys there, and there was nobody there. I was like, "This this is the secret spot, best burger in town." No, nobody's going. Nobody knows about this spot. It's got seventy shag carpet on the walls. I was like, "It's, yeah, it's a yeah. dump." No, you're walking here, and you're, you'll walk right back out. Right. This year, I take a bunch of guys there, and it's packed wall to wall. I'm like. God damn it, guys! <laughs> you could not, you could not move in that place no. on Saturday night. No, I don't know how we got food. I don't know how the fire marshal didn't come and kick us all out because I guarantee the capacity was way over whatever it was rated for. So I, I took our guys to another little secret spot. I'm not telling you where it's at. Gotcha. <laughs> off air, off air. Hit me up. <laughs> Put it I in will. DM. I, I, I'll, I'll jump in those DMs and tell you where we're at. But, Next uh, year, all right. Everybody else go to George's. That's the spot. <laughs> Trust me, that's where the big part is. Better be. food, better food at George's, but the spot it's um a little bit when you walk in, it's like the wood wood bar, like the, yeah. the oak wood bar. You know, just your local. It's your local people, and they, when you walk in, they're all staring at you like, "What are you doing here?" Are any of those uh those four leagues you do like uh, air quotes home leagues? Like with friends and family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the one that I'm in, that's just it's uh, one QB league PPR redraft, um, and then the other one's a, a super flex redraft league. Those those two are strictly offense, team defense, kicker. 
those are home leagues. And the other two are Scott Fishbowl and uh, the IDP invite. IDP invite. You won that thing yet? No. No. Are you going to be close this year? How you doing? Uh, not good. Uh, injuries are catching up to me. Nick Bolton, the Kobe Dean, they're, they're hurting. Since, you, uh, since you've been a part of IDP, guys, those home leagues, do you, uh, do you still win those? Do you still dominate those? Um. The first year I was here at IDP, guys, I ended up winning one uh, pretty easily. The Superflex, this is actually my second second year in it. Um, it's my wife's work, co-workers, and they're, they were looking for somebody to fill the spot. So uh, not, I haven't been close. Uh, I wasn't close last year. Um, I ended up going four, first four picks were Joe Burrow, uh, Jamar Chase, Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton, and uh, – the Denver Broncos squad did not work out. Oh no. Oh no. I get it. I completely understand it though. I I mean, I do uh damn near 40 leagues. Most of them are dynasty. So I do have one home redraft league that's been going for, I don't know, 30, 30 plus years at this point. I've been in it 20, I don't know, forever. I'm old as shit. So don't worry. I've been in it a while. And, uh, I can't win it since I started doing content or being around it. I just can't, I can't even get, productive uh this year we're, we're sitting at about to be one in seven in the oh, league. Yeah, so <laughs> like half year. these guys half these guys don't even we we go to the live draft and they uh they can't pronounce the names of who they're drafted they're like is this guy still in the league yeah i'll take him <laughs> <laughs> well this is what i'm losing to yeah yeah uh, I, th- I think the chaotic uh scene of some of these fantasy football drafts makes it that much harder because right. they're you go in with a plan and you can't follow that plan at that point because you know Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. You know they're they're all going on in the first two rounds. You're like, what is going on? You're like, I'm gonna have some serious value, and then you know they start catching up. I saw I saw a guy take four straight tight ends this year, four straight tight ends at the top what of the draft. Doing? Is it tight end premium at least? No, it's a <laughs> ten team half PPR, no tight end premium, like as basic as you can get. And I'm going. And I'm losing to this dude. <laughs> I can't, can't even compete. It's horrible. I don't know yeah. what I'm doing with my Actually, life Actually, in my anymore. one league, I had uh, Cooper Cup and Zach Ertz go down in the same week last year for, oh. and out for the season. And I was like, there goes that league because there's no – at the time, there was no tight end or wide receiver that's even making up what Zach Ertz and uh, Cooper Cup were doing. Even when I get Austin Eckler back this week and he has a good game, I still take an L. I just – I don't know what to do I, with I get it. I'm gonna to stick to all these best ball dynasties, and if you just so here, throw throw enough at them, you'll be all right. Here's a question for you: um, th- This year was a big take wide receivers, take wide receivers first. You know, hmm. do you still follow that rule? It's uh, it's in, independent of the league. So we uh, we got the warp tool. We look at it and it breaks your league down specifically based on your scoring and roster settings because so many of these are so different, right? They might have a point per carry, they might not have the the quarterback scoring may be juiced or you may have tiered PPR. You may have to start four wide receivers. You may only have to start one running back and you have a ton of flex spots and everything is so different. So the warp tool has really helped us break it down on a league by league basis. But I will say generally uh, running backs have kind of been a, a, a stay away, especially in dynasty leagues because it's here today, yeah. gone tomorrow, right? Like they are so fragile and if you invest way too much capital, just like in a redraft league, all of a sudden you're left holding the bag <laughs> going, ah, yeah. look, 
no Austin Eckler for five weeks or whatever it was. And then when yeah, he comes right. back, he's, he's kind of booty. Yeah, this year I, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm not I'm not following that wide receiver role because I, I started looking at, at the league and it's like, how many of these teams actually have a true premier running back nowadays? Very um, few. It, yeah. it's a it's a lot of split backfields. Um so I was like, I'm gonna go Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb. Well, Nick Chubb done week two. And <laughs> And it just makes you go, hmm, maybe yeah. I should have taken the wide receivers. Yeah, so, like, but it's, it's one of those things, like, if it works out, right. I, I think you're you're looking really good at the end of the season because you, you have the two dominant running backs um, because there's plenty of wide receivers out out there. Uh, yeah. Nobody's, co- nobody's complaining about taking Christian McCaffrey in the first round, are they? No. <laughs> Not no. a single person. They're loving life and probably winning their league because of it. And then if they were smart and they doubled up in the second round, they took Travis Etienne. It's like, hey, yeah. look at me. <laughs> yeah. This is great. I, I think running backs are a dime a dozen, and that's why I still draft them in the first two rounds, if not the first three, with a wide receiver in the middle somewhere. Um, the only ones I can't get over is I see these redraft leagues where these quarterbacks and single QB go so high, and I still don't understand what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's the year of our Lord 2023. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. Stop taking Patrick Mahomes in the second round, okay? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Go somewhere else. So in this uh this IDP and invitational, what's it look like in uh like a, not the startup, but the draft every year? How high do some of these IDP players go? Well, it, it really all depends. Uh so I I can't remember when I first started taking my my IDPs, but you you kind of like wait and st- you sit and wait and let the those first pe- people start taking those IDP players because you know they're they're drafting them way too high. Um, so you you know you're going to get some more a little bit more value on the offensive players. But one probably once you hit the midway point, you, you can start looking at uh, going for your IDP players. For instance, I went four linebackers in a row with uh, Nick Bolton, Nicobe Dean, uh, Bobby Okereke. Uh, and I forget who else. And then after that, I was going uh, linebacker, wide receiver, wide receiver, and then uh, safe, safety, wide receiver, safety, wide receiver, safety, wide, you know, Back something like forth. that. So I, yeah, so I can still get those top IDP players, but I'm not just throwing away my offensive value. I get it. I get it. I really like it, too. And at least, uh, you know, I'm in an IDP league now, so I can understand who those names are. I obviously know who Nicobe Dean is. I mean, he's going to be the future yeah. of the Eagles linebacking core. <laughs> we just got to yeah. get him up and running. Yeah. Uh, I, I see what you're you're saying, though, right? You had a great start. Okereke has been awesome this year. Nick Bolton was really well, doing really well, and now you are uh, you're getting hit by the injury bug, my friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And, and the nice thing is with our, with our such a small bench in the IDP invite, when we start getting to these buy leagues, people start throwing away some of the top linebackers like Quan Alexander. So oh. I went over, I went and picked him up real quick and dropped, you know, some of the corners that I had that aren't producing. Um, so it, it it evens out a little bit. But uh, Nick Bones, what four weeks? I think he's out minimum because he's on our IR. Yeah. So it it sucks having him just sit there and taking up a, a roster spot. So you got some tough decisions to make too, whether you want to hold that zero for four weeks or, you know, yeah. run the risk of, can I drop him and somebody else picks him up and yeah, maybe well, they well, got the ability. Luckily to I just him. put him on the bench, but like 
guys like Zay Jones are killing me because they're not playing. And it's like, I, I know as soon as I let you go, you'll, you'll be able to come back and then you'll be able, be able to produce because uh, it's a 12 man league and it's, it's a deep, it's a deep draft. Um, so you, you kind of need to hang on to those lower value guys because they can win you uh week. They can win you weeks. So Sometimes they just come in and do it for you. Yeah, This is also a a good thing on why I love best ball so much. Roster construction plays into it. Some people think, oh, you draft a best ball team and never look at it. If it's it's like underdog, you know what I mean? The uh, the draft master where it's just here. Here's your 18 rounds. Here's your 18 players. Best of luck to you. Fine. But every best ball uh, I play in or set up waivers year-round trades year-round roster construction becomes such the big thing right you you're not setting a lineup on sunday but you best believe if you only have 25 or 30 roster spots and you got to start 12 or 13 guys in a lineup like a, a best ball lineup you can't afford to be having those zeros you can't be affording to if it was redraft i would have guarantee a guy like zay jones would have been cut <laughs> somebody would have yeah. went well yeah Hey, Trent Irwin's starting for the Bengals in three wide receiver sets the next couple of weeks, <laughs> picking him up because he might actually do something. So those zeros go out the window. And this IDP, even though we say, you know, 65 roster spots, the guys with really good teams at the top, you know, if you're not producing as a defensive player, no matter how much we like you, hit the streets. We'll find yeah. somebody else. There's going to be a corner out there who might get a pick this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you still there? I think I lost it. Oh, oh we're here. Back. You're good, we're... buddy. <laughs> so interesting, interesting way to play. What's that? What's like the scoring like in that league? Like, what is a uh, just you know how much for a tackle? What do you get for a sack? Yeah. So offensively, um, it's it follows one of the Scott Fishbowl years. Um, so if if you're familiar with yeah, Scott like the Fishbowl. the wild scoring, you know, maybe yeah. some uh, points per completions or points for in the whole works yeah um off the top of my head i i think sacks are like six tackles are two um assists are you know your point five um I'm, I'm blanking off the top of my head exactly what it is if i had it in front of me i could tell you um but it it's it's a little wild so what goes into then like trying to pick a, a good idp player right like what are some of the data points that you guys look at i know I know with offense, we have all this advanced analytics and we look into it, you know, receivers, we're talking about average depth of targets, you know, yards per route run, target share, snap percentages for running backs. We have all these ancillary things outside of just a box score and how many actual fantasy points they put up. What do you kind of look for in defensive players? Is there some, uh, some more advanced data that you guys look at? So this is getting kind of outside of my uh, realm, but uh, honestly, what I'm looking at is, you know, your your uh, snaps snaps played each game. We have a sweet snaps snap tool over at the IDP guys where it'll show you uh, percentages played. So if if you got your guys, you know, in the 80s, 90s, even even playing a full game, which is very rare for for IDP players, um, th- those are the guys you want to target. And you don't want to target, you know, the those teams that are uh, their their defense is not on the field very often because you're you're, cut, you're losing snaps there potential snaps for points so you you want to find that you don't you don't want to like go hard on it but like teams like the New York Giants where their defense can't stay off the field you know <laughs> always on the field <laughs> yeah multiple opportunities to score if you're a defensive yeah. player for the Giants that's for sure 
Is it a, is it one of those things too? I've always kind of heard this and it, it made sense in principle, but if you're also talking, I mean, most, uh, other than our league, just because I juiced up the, the scoring so much for past defenses and, uh, interceptions and everything else and interception return yards. And, but, uh, generally like if you're looking at corners, like you want those corners who are getting the ball thrown at them. Right. So it's almost yeah. contrary to popular belief. Like you don't want sauce Gardner. You want the guy on the other side of sauce Gardner because exactly. the ball's coming the way. <laughs> He was actually going to be the guy I was going to use as an example on this. Um, you don't want that Sauce Gardner. You don't want that Denzel Ward. You don't want that, you know, corner where you where that you can go put a wide receiver on an island. Um, you, you want that that rookie corner or that inexperienced corner where the quarterbacks are going to go after. That's got to be a scary proposition too, don't it? Because does, doesn't it feel like some of those guys are always in danger of losing their job? <laughs> right? It's uh, it, It's – it's hard to stop that think that way of thinking because I've I've been playing offense so just pure offensive uh, fantasy football so often that you you know the big names of of the offense and that's you know those are those are the safe people um, the pick and IDP especially for corners is it's not that way now linebackers you know if, if you know the linebackers you know the defensive ends you you know those are the correct players to be uh, selecting. Those are the guys. Uh, yeah. Breaking news: Fred Warner is probably pretty good for IDP fantasy football. <laughs> probably, yeah. yeah. Probably scores a lot of points. I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. You so see I, watch you, Miles Garrett. Yeah. You know. Yeah, the good guys, the good guys. Well, I'll get you out of here on a good question then. So think back to when you uh, you first started playing fantasy football. Who were some of the the favorite players that you had back then? Like who were some of the guys that you maybe mm-hmm. got on a fantasy team or two or you had an affinity to, right or wrong? Like I've had some favorite players that didn't do shit. <laughs> they yeah. were absolutely worthless. But who were some of uh, your guys back in the day? You know what? Cooper Cup was a cheat code. Uh, dude, you know, he was scoring 20-plus points a game. Right. Um. Uh, then even going further back, let's see here. Um, running back for Kansas City. Uh, I got his name right now. You got to remember I'm old, so I've seen a lot of great <laughs> fantasy Kansas City running backs from Jamal Charles to Priest Holmes, yeah, Jamal Larry Johnson. Charles, you, know, <laughs> um, Chris, you know, Chris Johnson for the Titans. Oh, CJ2K, baby. Oh, yeah. Those were, those were the guys. Mo, Maurice Jones-Drew. There's there's a name from the past. So funny story about Maurice Jones Drew. That was a guy uh one of my first first times I ever won the league was because of Maurice Jones Drew. I think I took him in like the nineteenth round his rookie year because I really liked this little bowling ball coming out of UCLA and I was like, ah, I better get some work from the Jags. He's fast. He was fun to watch. He was fantasy gold for years. Yeah, yeah. Years. For all those people who couldn't afford to pay up for Lenady and Tomlinson at the, at the 101, insert Maurice Jones Drew. We got yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> we got you covered. Here's the next best thing. I used to love the shit out of him. Any uh, any duds? Any big ones where you're like, I thought this guy was going to be something, and all he's done is kill my fantasy team every single I, I, time I, I draft I try not him. to remember them, even though I probably should, so I know not, never to draft. Right. Uh, <laughs> never you again. Know, Russell Wilson killed several of my teams last year. I figured going to the Broncos, he was going to be he was going to be the typical Russell Wilson that we would see in uh, Seattle, and wasn't the case. We're starting to see a little bit of it now um, this year, but it's still not the Russell Wilson of old. 
Unfortunately. Please come back. <laughs> Please, yeah. for old Russ. Old Russ, come back. You know what? I, I didn't learn my lesson. I still took him this year in my two QB leagues. Surprisingly, he's actually been a pretty decent value, right? Yeah. Like, definitely not approaching that uh, QB1 territory or high-end QB2 like we always thought. But uh, surprisingly, at least in Dynasty Leagues, people really hate him. And if you really hate somebody in Dynasty oh, and yeah. I can squeeze a little value out of you for production, you're my guy. Absolutely. <laughs> Come on in to the discount store. So, Grant, then thinking about the future, like kind of where you want to go with uh, with fantasy football. Do you got any big plans? Or are you just kind of taking it uh, day by day, step by step, living in yeah, the moment? I'm just, I'm just taking this day by day, just going with the flows because I'm, I'm having turn with IDP guys. Um, it's, it's a – a company that has a bunch of writers that are great people. Like I said, uh, one of one of your guests we just hired hired today. That's um, so awesome, man! Because was... of this podcast, because she wanted to be the best IDP uh, woman in, in in the industry, and I I was like, Nate, we got to go find this girl. So <laughs> that's amazing, man! Shout out to Tracy Norton, first ever guest on the South Harvard Spotlight, and here Grant yeah. is at uh, episode twelve. We're playing matchmaker. Not only is Fizzle playing matchmaker by putting me and Grant together, Grant's playing matchmaker by hiring Tracy. <laughs> We're getting Tracy hired over at IDP, guys. This is awesome. Yeah, and honestly, the expo, it, the networking, uh, if if you're in fantasy football and you're a content creator or you're willing or you want to be a content creator, you gotta go to, come to Canton in uh, what what is it August, um, and check out the fantasy football expo. Three days. Yeah, and it's it's all the people that have the same uh, passion as you for fantasy football. Um, I'm almost positive in 2024 it'll be August 9th, 10th, and 11th for for next year. I'm pretty I sure the week after ho- the Hall of Fame uh, week. Right, the Hall of Fame will be on uh, on that uh, that Saturday, the third, yeah. and then the following week. Every, well, every single year the Expos uh, following Hall of Fame weekends. But uh, I, I think if you need dates, it's going to be the 9th, 10th, and 11th. And, whether you're a content creator, you're in the industry, or you're just a fan of fantasy football, you just like fantasy football, it's such a good event, man. The uh, the networking, getting to meet people, and you find out that everybody's there for the same purpose, right? We all just love fantasy football. Yeah, yeah. And I, what, two years ago, not this past one, but the last one, I ended up uh, finding another Browns fan from Canada, uh, Andy Andy McNamara. Um, he, he gets me on his Browns podcast. We... we been uh it took him down to a speakeasy right down the alley from uh centennial plaza and we drank bourbon and talked browns and now he he we're constantly texting every week about the cleveland browns and how how bad kevin stefanski is at play calling <laughs> it's crazy too you can make some lifelong friendships at the uh, oh, yeah. the expo just the the amount of people you run into so uh grant idp guys where can we find them? When can we find them? Like, what are your big shows? Like, when do they come on? And uh, for you, like, come on, promote yourself. Where they can follow you on Twitter, what you do. Uh, appreciate your work. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Grant underscore Gillen. Um, last name spelled G-I-L-L-I-L-A-N. A lot of I's and L's in there. Um, I don't do too much fantasy football tweeting, but if you if you want to see me complain about the Cleveland Browns or any other Ohio sports team, that's the place to be. As far as IDP guys, you can find us on Facebook, um, Instagram, X, t- Twitter. I don't know what everybody's calling it right now. Um, at I, at uh, IDP guys, uh, you can find our YouTube channel at IDP guys as well. We have uh, 
an IDP Plus, which is our flagship show every uh, Tuesday night at 7.30. Uh, that's pre-recorded. Thursdays, we drop our IDP ranking show. And then uh, Sundays, we do our... Oh, I'm sorry. Can't can't forget our about our uh, waiver wire show. I believe that's Tuesday mornings or Tuesday afternoons. Um, though that's live. So you, if you have any waiver wire questions, offense or defense, uh, jump on there, ask away, and the guys can answer those for you. Uh, and then Sunday morning from uh, eleven to noon Eastern, we do a live start sit show. Get on there, ask any question you have for any league that you're in and we can get those answers to the best of our abilities. I love it, man. I'm, uh, I'm getting more and more excited about IDP. Uh, I did do a, I did do a show. I was looking through, uh, some IDP guys videos and, uh, I saw Mike on there, Michael, <laughs> Sorry, oh, he probably Nicole. prefers Michael. Right. <laughs> so we just, uh, I did a, a dynasty show with him and Joel Worth on club fantasy. Okay. I guessed it on there. And I'm like, Hey, I know that guy. <laughs> we did a show together. <laughs> oh yeah. And we share the same awesome first name because our parents were unoriginal. <laughs> That's the way things go. Hey. Grant, buddy, uh, thank you so much for coming on. I look forward to linking up with you and doing stuff in the future. And, of course, Fantasy Football Expo next year we'll have to meet up, uh, have a drink. I don't drink bourbon, but I'm sure Adam will have mine. I'll, I'll take a vodka, though. <laughs> hey, we can go anywhere. I, I don't care where I'm drinking, you know. And I'm going to need that, that secret spot, right? Oh, Not that I'll George's get... is bad, but I'm a big fat guy. And me sweating next to 200 oh, people who are so... literally touching me oh, all the time. There. Yeah, my anxiety may act up a little bit on that one. <laughs> just get off of me. <laughs> I'm hungry. I just want a burger. Right, right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tapping in. Grant, thank you for coming on. I'll see everybody back here same time, same place next week for the South Harmon Spotlight. It'll be uh, lucky episode number 13 we'll speak into existence lucky episode 13 see y'all